podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Good area for Spurs. Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley battle line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. This episode is sponsored by Fanslide, the world's first live in-play fantasy football game. Uh, it's free to play and there's cash prizes available as well. You can play against your mates, you can play against some of us as well. And especially during the Euros as well, there's going to be prize money on every single game. So this isn't something you want to miss. There's a 10k total prize pot available for potential winners. So come on, come on down, download Fanslide, get yourself involved. Good evening, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Touchline Hotspur pod. Boy, I'm tired. I'm tired of being tired. Word to Mike from Love Island. Was it Mike who said that in Love Island? My man who did that. I'm tired of being tired of being tired of being tired. I am tired. And I know FC Bayern Jack, the name just tells you that Jack is tired. Owen... A bit of an eternal optimist at times, but even you're tired as well, bruv. Mm-hmm. Guys, what are we saying, man? What are we saying? I like your shirt. You like my shirt? I love your shirt. It's a nice, it's a nice shirt. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, man. I don't but love yeah. the team that's on it, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks thanks for welcoming me on the pod. You know, as a Bayern fan, it's always a pleasure, no matter who, you know. No matter who, <laughs> um, whatever, you know, podcast whatever team's podcast I'm on it's a shame that your team are bums and losers and pathetic our team so not your team bro listen I ain't uh, listen I'm team unassigned we'll be Bayern in the friendly cup pre-season soon bro we're just staying <laughs> proud and passionate over on this side still rocking this first shirt just not too not too proud not too proud anymore exactly. it's just a fashion icon basically <clears throat> it's just a fashion yeah I, I, I don't know what to say about this pathetic club that you guys support but boy let's get let's get straight to it i mean that's why we're here right to talk about this pathetic club because that's 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 what we have to call them now a pathetic club it's it's really that simple um yeah i mean the last episode that you hosted owen and you did a great job hosting as well it was exciting it was exciting bro like we were the discussions were on what Antonio Conte could do with this team, where it could lead to next. How? How has it gone from that to this in the space of a week? 
I'll tell you how. It's Spurs. It's Spurs. It's Spursy, isn't it? It's Spursy. I'm pretty sure I called it in the last pod as well. So I don't want to say too much just in case this time next week we've we've had it falling through just like Ten Hag. And I was just like, okay, when, okay, if he still turns up and if he still like that, if, 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 just in case, and lo and behold, it fell through, it's, it's actually mad. Yeah, I just, yes, sorry, sorry, that my internet was just cutting out there for a second, but um, I just think it's typical Spurs, isn't it, lads? It's typical Spurs, as in, Imagine, imagine Daniel Levy asking what he wants for Christmas in terms of a manager, one who doesn't ask for much, one who will sit in his place, one who has been now found by our, our incoming director of football, so the blame's not going to be solely on him. It's perfect, isn't it? Because he gets another blame and he gets a manager that uh, seemingly fits the Spurs way, Spurs DNA. So, <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? Like, I feel like this is a win-win for Daniel Levy, no? Yeah, I mean, the Paratici signing as well. Someone to hide behind. Another wall to hide behind in the many walls at this club that Daniel Levy can just shy away from and give blame to, basically. Honestly, I don't, I don't see how people are seeing this you know, time and time again, this consistent failure and they can't say a bad word about Daniel Levy. They can't say a bad word about Enoch. They will only, only look at the positives. They only look at what they have done. But they don't, they, there's no, there's no uh, partial sort of opinion on this. It's all, well, there's no impartial opinion on, the, on this, sorry. It's just favouritism. It's just, I'm lost for words now. I, 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 it's been a long time since I've been on the pod. I, I forgot I had to speak, but <laughs> I got the co- I got the COVID jab yes oh two days ago right yeah well no yesterday sorry I got the COVID jab yesterday and then I heard this news. I don't know if I felt lightheaded because of the jab or because we hired this oh, this bum this <laughs> this guy that Jose replaced. <laughs> I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Honestly, I I can't articulate anything anymore right now. It's just gone beyond words. They whatever you whatever you say about Levy, whatever you know, whatever bad things they've done in the past five six years, they're topping it every year. They're topping it, bro. It's nuts. I, I don't think I've seen these not make a series of of shocking decisions as bad as they have done in the last two three years. It's been it's been one. It's just been. It's been one thing after the other. And sometimes, like, it's so avoidable. Like, something is, it's gone from something as little as applying for flipping um, or, or trying to put, um, what was it, the furlough scheme, applying for the furlough scheme, a, a huge business like this. Something as small as that to then sacking the manager who got you into the best position you had ever been as a club in your tenure to then bringing in a dinosaur, to, <laughs> to then sack... <laughs> it's, it's, it's laughable, really. To then sack in the same dinosaur who's now gone to the same... to the club to the club that the new manager, the new incoming manager you're bringing in got sacked from. <laughs> Owen, have you seen... Uh, obviously, because Jack, Jack's been doing a lot of the talking, so I'm coming to you on this. Have, please tell me you've seen that Sky Sports graphic and... 
Second of all, is that true? Because I don't understand how it can be <laughs> so identical. We I haven't seen the Sky Sports graphic, to be fair. Um, <laughs> what what was it? Is it comparing uh, Fonseca and Mourinho? Yeah, it is, and everything is the same. Goals, yeah, so what finished seventh, not beating the team in the seventh, top half, one eighteen um, games and stuff like that. It's crazy. Scary. It's crazy. Obviously, Mourinho didn't finish the season, but I think they were comparing Tottenham seasons and and, and Roma seasons. But yeah, it's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Straight into the Fonseca. Um, boy, I was going to go back to the Paratici thing. Like, I don't, I like, I, I don't hate that signing. Or I hate that we've appointed him, even though I'm not even sure if we've officially announced his appointment yet, because all the fans were screaming and hoping for for Levy to relinquish that kind of control on the football side of things, right? So when it was announced that Peritigi would be coming in, it felt like, okay, that's going to be a hand-in-hand signing with Conte. Otherwise, it doesn't really make much sense because he wasn't exactly going to be... He wasn't really anyone's first choice of director of football. Um, And it didn't seem like like worth bringing someone like him in if he's going to kind of just come in for someone like Kitchen, who's effectively already doing the role, he just gets overruled a lot. So if he's not going to bring in Conte, then it didn't really make much sense. So we enter talks with Conte, knowing how much of a man-child, how much, how, how much he does demand, and it just didn't make sense that the talks fell apart at the point of where he's listing his demands. We know he's going to come in with like excessive demands and we just let it break down from there. Um, and then to go from that to Fonseca now, um, yeah, I, I'm g- going to be left in a position where I've had to accept it. I've been reading up on Fonseca and to be honest, I'm going to be trying to back him when the season starts. Yeah, I, you know what? I have no qualms. I have no issue with people backing him because whether we like it or not, he he looks like he's going to be the manager at Spurs. He looks like he's going to be the manager at Spurs. In advance talks, Fabrizio has reported it. Alistair Gold's reported it. Everyone and their mother is reporting it. So it looks like it's happening. So whether you like whether you like him, whether you hate him, it looks like he's going to be at the club. So at the very least, I think he deserves the best possible platform to to do what he can do. But that being said, we have to talk about the appointment itself. Yeah, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna come back to you on this, Jack, because uh, Owen made a good point on Paratici. Um, it was meant to be a package deal with Antonio Conte, um, but Paratici, in his own right, is an excellent director of football when you look at his track record. Maybe not so much the last two, three years, but when you look at his track record, maybe the last ten years. He's been largely successful in his job. But for me, this decision to to bring in Fonseca, this doesn't look like a decision, in my opinion, that I I truly believe that Fonseca um, Paratici was 100% keen on. So I don't really... For me, it's it's all too convenient. It's all too convenient that Paratici's outstanding candidate after Antonio Conte is a manager who is a manager who works within a, a constraint budget, um, 
plays progressive football um, and won't really move the needle, won't really complain about players being sold, won't really complain about additional funding. What's your thoughts? I mean, it screams a yes man signing, 100%. Um, I read that he had a net transfer spend of negative 21 million at Roma and negative 28 million at Shakhtar. So clearly from a business point of view, that's what Levy's been looking at. Um, I'm sure the money he's on is nowhere near the calibre of what Jose was on or what Conte wanted or was offered. So if he gets sacked, um, it won't hurt the club that much. Um, It's clear to see that he probably is a placeholder for Poch if Poch does want to come back. Um, Because if you do sack Fonseca for whatever reason, it'll be easier. And um, yeah, so that's the reason why he was signed. He's a yes man. And he's also been brought into work with the constraints he has at the club. The The players are the constraints. They're shit. They're all crap, basically. Um, with Kane going, he's he's got he's got to be gone surely now after this. It looks like he's uh, got to work with a bunch of scraps. And I just read um, I just read a tweet now that um, we're in for Aaron Ramsdale from Sheffield. So what? Wait, 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 wait. Huh? Name your source. The source is Mel Sport, but still. I, I read that. Who's the reporter? Is it Adrian Kajumba? Is it... Uh, it doesn't say. Um, it's on the Daily Hotspur um, account, but... I mean... Oh <laughs> I mean, I won't be surprised because at the end of the day, he has to work with... You know, it's been widely reported that he has to work with, you know, in these constraints, which tells me the squad isn't going to change much. And if it does, Kane's going to go and that money's going to be utilised around the squad or mainly to replace Kane at least or afford. It's not looking good at all. It's only going downhill and this manager inspires no one. We know what he's done at Roma. Um you know, he was replaced he was replaced by Jose for God's sake. And the one thing <laughs> this one thing I looked at, I looked at sort of my opinions and my optimisms and pessimisms on managers in the past. Every manager I was optimistic about has turned out to be managers we liked and respected. And every manager I was pessimistic about has turned out to be a failure. If I'm going back from, say, I don't know, uh, what's his name? Um, French, French. Before y'all got sacked. Before y'all. Santini. Santini. From then onwards, I just thought, yeah, that's what it's been. You know, AVB I wasn't optimistic about. Um, Juan de Ramos I wasn't optimistic about. I know he won a trophy, but... You know, the way Yol got sacked. Uh, unforgivable. Um, Harry Redknapp, I look forward to. Poch, I look forward I look forward to, at least. I, I thought it was a good project to have at the time, where, where we were as a club. Jose, I knew it was going to be a flop. And this guy, I'm not optimistic about as well, because we know where this is going. We know where this is going as a club. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I could sum it up, really. It's, the, the word yeah. joke comes into mind, really. Yeah. I must admit, I'm not going to... I said this on one of my other streams today. I'm not going to... I ain't turning up to that first game um, with my pitchfork for for, for for Fonseca because ultimately he's accepting a job that he, re, in all accounts, can't really believe that he's got a job in London for a club who think they're big with state-of-the-art facilities and 
what's that thing? What's that thing? Alistair Gold always says in his article: cutting edge technology, which the club uses. All this bullshit. All this propaganda. <laughs> yeah. So of course, I can see the pull for him, even despite us being in the mud, I can see the pull for him. You've, you've literally just got sacked at Roma and you're being offered a job at Spurs. It's a lateral move in terms of where where both the teams are, but in terms of in terms of which team's bigger, which team can pay you more money, or I say, let me not say bigger, which team earns more money, because I don't think we're a bigger club than Roma. Which team earns more money and operates on a bigger scale Right now, that's what I'll say. Let me be a bit more specific in, in what I say. That's us. So I can see the allure for him getting the job. But like you said, Jack, I'm not convinced at all. I'm not really going to... I really have... People say, oh, yeah, back, back, back. I get Owen wants to back. But for me personally, I don't really have anything to back. Do you get what I'm saying? I have nothing to cling on to for me to say, yeah, I believe in this guy. Because I don't. I'd be lying to myself if I said I truly believed that Fonseca was going to come in and do a good job at Spurs because based off the little evidence I've seen, based off the little evidence I've seen in his time at Roma, meaty there with a meaty squad, their lowest finish in the previous season, their lowest finish in what, like eight years? I just, yeah, I just like... I, you, you just have to keep the same energy. Keep the same energy. Jose Mourinho, we called it from a mile away, bad appointment. And I'm calling it with, with, with Fonseca. This is not a good appointment for me. I don't care if he plays attacking football. Because if, if attacking football is the remit, then get get Roberto Martinez in the job, right, lads? Get yeah. Roberto Martinez in the job. I... <laughs> if attacking football is the remit, get Roberto Martinez in the job. Get I think they were stupid putting that in the, the club statement in the first place. That word attacking football and our DNA, like, what does that mean? It means we were growing up, we we're going to go back to that team we grew up watching when we'd lose 5-4 at home to Arsenal or, like, games to Chelsea 4-2 when Hasselbank would slap us. Like, in get involved in these high-scoring games, that 125th anniversary game at home to Aston Villa, I think it was. yeah. It's like all those type of games. I mean, that's what they're referring to as our DNA. I think they should have just used the words progressive or proactive because that's ultimately what we need to be going for. I don't think they should have gone around and turned around and said, okay, cool, we need an attacking manager. And to be fair, I, I wouldn't hate this appointment if it didn't just stink of business convenience because we've gone for Conte and just ultimately failed. And there's a season ticket conspiracy there, which I wouldn't be surprised was true, to be honest. Okay. Now we've doubled back and now gone for someone who's just a convenient free agent. It looks it looks terrible. But then for all intents and purposes, as a coach, he, he does seem like a decent fit. I think like when everyone wanted Eric Ten Hag, I didn't think that would have been a great appointment. I think with... Fonseca, he is much more adaptable. He he's obviously won his um his titles in Shakhtar, like three three doubles back to back in Ukraine. Um, apparently it wasn't even true that he was sacked. I thought he was sacked until earlier today. It was just like a mutual termination of uh, the end of his contract that he wouldn't carry on. Um, 
went from a four-two-three-one to a four-three-four-three uh, with Roma, which um, I think I've said to you boys both before I've said in the group chat. I think that personally suits us. Either a four-two-three-one or a three at the back formation, I think would suit us. Um, Fonseca, as a player as well, he was an ex centre back, which I mean, he loves to coach his centre backs to be dynamic and uh, technically proficient on the ball. Yeah, which is encouraging, but I wouldn't want him to do it with our current centre back. So I'm going to have to wait and judge judge him. What we'll see on the the signings we are hopefully going to be making in the market. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for him to get stuck in because apparently he's a very like hands-on trainer as well like he likes to be coaching with the ball he likes us to be progressive he coaches like in-game kind of situations in his training sessions uh yeah so with all of that said likes to be progressive as opposed to attacking it's a good fit but it's just one of those things where it it just looks terrible with the way we've gone about it but for me, yeah, yeah I, I'll just back him on the basis that I think he would have been a better appointment than Eric Ten Hag. Well, what do you base that on, though? Like, what, because he's played in... I think Eric Ten Hag, he relies on his players being technically superior to all of his opposition that he faces. Like, he has to have their technical level much higher than everyone else's own. To be honest, that I mean, we have some taking good players, but they're not going to be able to stand and play his way, at, like in the Premier League. I don't think. I don't think he's that adaptable. I think he's like I'm going to be generalising uh, Dutch managers a little bit, but I just think he's a bit arrogant and stuck in his way. Like he'll, I don't think he'll have a plan B. I don't think he'll be pragmatic when he needs to be. Um, I think he'll just be 4-3-3, gung-ho, total football, Eric D.A., stay on the high line, make sure you are as press-resistant as you think you are, you're as good at passing as you think you are, and he'll he'll try and stick with him and turn him into like a Beckenbauer type, and he'll persist and be stubborn with that, I feel. Whereas uh, Fonseca, he's very adaptable, Again, I think he plays where it suits us and he's very hands-on in coaching players and helping them and nurturing them in the way he wants to play. Mm. Fair. Fair, but I would still prefer Ten, uh, Ten Hag. I just simply feel Ten Hag is just more of a known quantity for me. I think yeah. he would need more players, though. I think Fonseca is going to need more and, players. And- I, th- I think Conte, I think Conte any would need more I yeah. think Fonseca I, needs a clear out. This is the thing that this is the only thing that worries me with Paratici and him as well. I don't think they're either of them are going to be keen on getting out of Deadwood. That's my only worry. More Paratici though, because he's obviously going to be the head and the the kind of decider and in charge of that kind of side of things now. I think, that's, I, think he's that's be, I think he's going to be. I think he's just—he's basically a glorified fall guy for Levy. To be honest, I think 100%. that is what. This he is the thing: like for. fans have wanted the director of football for the longest time, and now we've got one. Now he's a fall guy. Well, because of this decision, because, <laughs> this decision yeah, yeah, yeah. is proven that this this is Levy written all over it. But, exactly, but Owen, we want. It sounds like we're being 
are spoilt fans and stuff like that. But we we want Daniel Levy and Enoch to change their ways. Yeah. It's no point bringing, bringing in a director of football to operate to operate the same way when it comes to your attitude on, on, on our squad and your attitude with, with the manager that's going to manage us. Like, we want a team that is going to be built properly. We want a team where it's regularly refreshed. We want a team where there's a proper policy when it comes to selling players and, and not clinging on to sentiment. That's what we want, bro, along with, along with that, the director of football. I may be wrong, but I just feel like on the surface, Fonseca is gonna not—he's not gonna be a managerial appointment that makes us deviate from what we're we're so used to over the years. I don't know. What do you, what do you lot think? We we need we need uh, um yeah just this, I was just gonna read this comment as well. We need more than this kind of clear out to facilitate what Fonseca could do. The fact that we we know we're not going to do that. We know that's not going to happen this summer. He's there to work with the bums that we have. He's there to work with Deli Ali. He's there to work with Winks. He's there to work with number two and Benjamin and Polygon Head. Yeah, he is there to... to oh, it's getting... It's, it's, I don't know why I'm a Bayern... I, you know, I'm Bayern Munich. Like, I'm a Bayern fan. I don't know why I could be angry. <laughs> I'm, we're Bundesliga guards out here. But... um these bums that he has to work with. Again, Roma conceded 58 goals. Imagine, we'll concede 958 goals with this guy in charge, right? With our defence, with our back line, with that polygon blockhead at the back. Honestly, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. I mean, we're, we're interested in Anderson. There was rumours about that as well, like, as you, you guys mentioned earlier. Improvement, definite improvement on what we've got, but how much of an improvement is he? That, you know, the jury is out there. We, you know, the only way to assure this defense up is if is having that proper protection at the back. I think Sai touched on it last week about how Huibio is a ball winner, but not. He doesn't necessarily play like a defensive midfielder. He doesn't sit doesn't, in front of the back sit. four. He doesn't mm-hmm. sit like a bit like Kante. Kante is not a defensive midfielder. He doesn't sit. Yeah. He, he he harries the ball. He chases it all around that um, mm-hmm. the middle of the park. So we need someone that is there at all times to protect that back four. And we need, obviously, new new centre-backs and a right-back as well. So will Paratici do his job and get improvements on that? I don't know. Ben White. Um, Another player Hitchin wanted, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the, the names are not inspiring. Great. The names are not inspiring at all in you can see, and if you're the people that are watching, if you can see all our faces, we look like we've not seen the sun in three years. Honestly, Bro, it's, it's tired. I said, I said, tired of being tired of being tired. Um, speak for I yourself. We... I thought I had a bit of a tan, but all right, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, we've obviously seen um, the propaganda that's me and Jack were discussing it off air. Why is it that we have certain sections of our fan base? The minute any piece of news comes in, they change their display photo. You just see a million and one think pieces. And you just automatically assume that every every decision the club's making, every every direction the club's heading is the right direction. Every decision is right. And there's a million and one reasons for it. Just rest. I don't care about Roma scoring the same amount of goals um, 
as we did last year in the league with Jekyll, et cetera, et cetera. I don't care about any of that. I really couldn't give two monkeys. And I don't know whether you lot care. I have nothing against this guy at all. And I, and I actually don't think he's a bad coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. This is the thing, no, he's not. But for Spurs, what's he doing here? What is he actually doing here? Big man team, let me ask you lot, realistically. Yeah. What do you expect Fonseca to do realistically at Spurs? He has to get top four minimum and... It's not going to happen, Owen. Never going to happen. This is time of time. Like, I, I agree with the earlier points. Like, we, we definitely need a clear out of Deadwood. Um, it is a worry. If he, if he gets a clear out or if Paratici gets on with a clear out and we add a few, so I think we need about four signings minimum. Uh, some would say we need nine, 10, 11. Four signings minimum and a decent clear out. We should be getting fourth. We should be getting fourth. I think he's capable, but only only if we get this clear out, at least. But even, Owen, the fourth as well, is that predicated on us just getting better? Or does it factor in the other side as well? Because Chelsea are going to get better. Man United are on the cusp of... Uh, are looking like they're going to sign Jaden Sancho this summer. They're going to get mm-hmm. better. Man City are Man City and Liverpool are going to be back in the... Fo- Liverpool They'll be back. Had half, their, half, had half their team injured and still finished in the top four, which tells you how poor the rest of the sides were. So for me, there's, there, you, we already have, straight off the bat, four sides who are better than us. And then you've got to look at Leicester, who have finished above us two seasons in, in, in succession now, despite having a squad that you'd probably say man for man are edges. So, I don't, I'm not really... It's going to take a drastic bit of business at both ends. Get rid of the duds and bringing in some good players for me to even sniff a chance at top four. I can't see it happening, bro. I, I just can't. Not with Fonseca, not with his squad. I cannot see it happening. I'm sorry, I just can't. But I rate your optimism. Listen, it's not like I'm expecting. I'm just saying that, for me, has to be the aim. Jay, Jay Spurs, you would we'll be lucky to get ninth, mate. Honestly, I... I, 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 I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you where we're going to finish at this point because I, I just need to wait and see what happens with this window. Because... Kane, with, to... all, Kane with all those goal contributions got us all the way up to seventh imagine that going imagine we replace him with someone that can do half of that which is still okay but it's not good enough to elevate us at all imagine I, where we'd be we would fall down several positions i think this is the danger now for me this comment here and this is what i was preaching i was saying get any half decent manager like i remember screaming it last year get any half decent manager and they can they can get us playing better and stuff like that. And then you actually have to wake up and smell the coffee. We need a half. We need a good manager, and we need a good squad. And you're just asking yourself, <sighs> where's that coming from, man? The squad as well. I, 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 I find it so funny when the report came out from uh, I think it was Dan Kilpatrick that the players were apprehensive about having Conte as well. These Deadwood players that were like, oh, Conte, we don't know about him. Because they knew that was coming. The, these bums need to get out. 
it's, you it has to start with some of this deadwood, honestly. 100%. I'm not even concerned about the, the coach and the manager as much as I am the, the deadwood we need clearing out right now. Bro, it's more important. It's, for me, it's more important. It's, in fact, it's just as important as, as bringing players in. Obviously, we need the funds. In fact, it's more important. I think it's more. more. It's always I think more it's more important. important. I think it's more the first order of the new Spurs order. It has to yeah. be. And the <laughs> new Spurs order have to come in because the supporters group haven't been chirping about anything, about yeah. non-playing staff, about caring that much, about non-playing staff, having a say in that. And then all a perfectly valid scandal has gone on with us going for a top manager, it falling through, and then the nothing from our own supporters group. Crazy. It looks, but it looks bad on their part either way. So, if you know, we hired this guy, this Fonseca guy, who you know, so many people have reservations about. What you know, if if they play the part, if the supporters group played a part, they've got to be partially blamed, right? If they did play a part, that is. If not, why are they silent? You know, it it's, it doesn't. It's a double edged sword for them. It doesn't bode well at all for me and yeah I, I just want to know what their stance on it is because everyone most people seem to be outraged about this or unhappy or underwhelmed at the very least but I'm hearing absolutely nothing from them I don't know about what you guys are thinking but I've heard I've seen nothing I've heard nothing yeah I've not all. seen anything I've not seen or heard anything I just think I think and we can obviously let's go into we can go into specifics on this as well but just to re-emphasize that point, getting rid of the Deadwood is paramount. It's absolutely paramount. We cannot have another season. We cannot have another season of Remontada, Remontada, Freds on or blah blah blah. This player, it's or if I see another, why I think X player is gonna burst this season, I'm gonna throw a brick at someone. Because <laughs> I'm tired of seeing. I think this is the time. thing. This, no. I think this is the thing the fan base needs to be stressing, especially on the tail, because we know that the the board are actually listening now. I think, if anything, they might even be listening a little bit too much because they seem really reactive of that. And it doesn't matter if the fans are kicking off about the the coach or manager appointment right now if we're not going to be getting rid of this depot because ultimately if the the new manager could be it could be Conte if we didn't get rid of this deadwood we'd still be in the same situation so I would I would urge the fan base to be really onto the board's necks to to essentially be making sure we do get this clear up because we've hired a director of football whose main weakness is not getting rid of players. Um, for all intents purposes, he might be really good at unearthing talent, and by the looks of it, he is and fair play. But that that needs to be the priority. Like, I, I can't stress it enough. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself now, but no, it, uh, it just can't be stressed enough. Keep repeating it, bro. We've got too many bums in this team that are comfortable, too many bums in this team that are complaining that a fucking winner in the peak of his powers is coming to the club and you're bitching and moaning about the prospect. Disgrace, absolute disgrace. That that I don't want to point fingers at particular players because it is quite a few players. Just do it, do it, do it, do it. It just screams of Deli Ali, honestly. It (laughs) screams of Deli Ali to me. It just (laughs) the first person I thought of was him when when I heard when I saw that news. I just thought, ah, this is Deli written all over it, one hundred percent. And again, I'm looking at AJ's comment here, like. 
how many more Remontadas is Ali going to get and Lamella as well? Deli Ali will, will be 89. He'll be on his deathbed and people will think he'll have a Remontada. He'll be, he'll be 25 again tomorrow. Like, it just... The fans just need to move on and just give it up with certain people. It just... You just need to go. You just need to move on with life. And I think it's the same thing. I'll keep the same energy with Poch. I, as you know, he, the respect, the disrespect he gets, even within Spurs fans now, it's it's un, it's it's crazy because what he's done for us, the reason why we're in the Super League, I'd say a lot of it is down to him as well. To be honest, a lot of it is down to him. Our consistent Champions League runs. The, super, super, league, <laughs> super, super bring it, bring it back, bring it back, bring back that Super League. But um, again, underestimating his work and the number of. The amount of remontadas I'm hearing. Sissoko is another player as well that comes to mind, and I think, yeah, this guy doesn't want to work. This guy, this guy's done. This guy used to work hard for us. This guy used to run Bro, around Harry play. No what was that? No on the head. Yeah, I was, yeah. Sorry, I, I misheard you. But yeah, he used to work hard. He's done. They're all done. They're all fed up. So move them on. Why, why keep players if you just don't want to be here? It's it's so evident in the body language, but. Hey, you know, Levy knows best, eh? Yeah, Levy, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different topic altogether that we can touch on um, now, in fact. But the one thing, I did want to bring up this comment as well, because the athletic as well, I, I don't know about you lot, but sometimes I'm a bit apprehensive when I hear these stories about, oh, several sources said player X, blah, blah. How do you know? How do you really know? The only reason why I'm taking this Spurs one a bit seriously is because we've seen these same comments over and over and over. We saw them for Pochettino when 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 it's when it turned sour. We saw them for Jose Mourinho. We always see them with some of these players, and they're the common denominator. The players haven't changed, and the comments and the uh, the, the comments and the murmurs always come out. So. That tells me the dressing room's toxic to us because under the Potch's good years, I could have sworn we were quite, quite watertight when it comes to certain leagues until until uh, Danny Rose did that interview. But yeah, that that that's what tells me that the dressing room's toxic. AJ, AJ, AJ man, his leagues. <laughs> Bless your cotton socks. <laughs> Is in the words I, I said this in, a, in another stream earlier on this week. Rest in peace, Claude. But Dele Alli, it's time to go. It's time to go. Enough. How many times are we going to say it is it is last season? No, it's time to go. This is, I this remember is. me and Jack had this exact same conversation last season. I said, let me give him one more chance. Jack and Fuad were saying, get him out, get him out, get him out. And I know... We can put Jose tax on this season because Jose simply didn't give the guy enough minutes. But we cannot pretend as if Jose didn't give this guy a plethora of minutes last season and he was stinking out the joint for the for, for the at least a good three months in 2021. Stinking out the joint. It's time to go, man. It's time to go. Listen, new Spurs order, right? Things need to change. Yeah. Deli Ali. You're out of here, son. Go back to MK Dons, wherever you came from. <laughs> Listen, the train to Milton Keynes from Houston, it's only 45 minutes away. So, you know, pack your bags, mate. No, I'll I take that journey enough, man, to Manchester. So I know, I know the, the internet. This one's hilarious. So. I've been screaming this as well. 
the amount of the amount of imagine if these players were horses, we'd have blood dripping all over the changing room. The amount of times these these horses have been flogged, they can't be flogged anymore. They're not gonna. They're not. <laughs> no, the blood is dried. The blood is dried. We just have powder, powder from crushed bones. It's done. Honestly, <laughs> it's absolutely done. So, oh, and I'm gonna come to you on this one as well because I know you're one of the more objective people with with Enoch now. Uh, where what what is your position on Enoch? On Enoch, now. I would I would like them to get this name in right still for the stadium with Levy and then sell up. I do separate Levy and Enoch. I think if there was new ownership that was to come in and take over from Enik. I would have Levy in for at least one year and see how that goes. But Enik, if they get an opportunity to sell up, even if it's for much lower than their evaluation, they, they have to go. Um, simply because they they do encourage... They I mean, they give Levy a bonus incentivized contract to... Like if he gets if he meets certain financial targets, he gets a bonus. And he, I think he even got a bonus at the end of this year. So... Um, yeah, nothing really changes. Um, <laughs> that you could change Levy, for example, and keep Enik, but nothing would change. But if you get rid of Enik or Enik were to sell up to some, uh, some oil rich Donnies, that would be preferred. But you know, I don't well, really know who's out there with two billion, with one billion, but whoever, whoever that may be, then please take over because we've actually got a solid business model going forward we we should be an attractive business for someone to take over because we are profitable unfortunately that hampers us on the football side of it but we are a profitable business so it makes business sense for for someone to come in and uh hopefully if someone does come in and excel up yeah, i feel we is a lot like like not not you and not not saying you in particular but a lot of spurs fans generally i think this goes back to the players and remontadas and stuff. We have like Stockholm syndrome, battered wife syndrome. We, you know, we get beat into a pulp and we forgive and we forget every yeah. damn year. I'm guilty of it too. Yep. And yeah, you are. And it's it's just <laughs> when when at what point do you realise? You at what point do you call for help? At what point do you call the police and say, "Listen, I'm being." duped here i'm being i'm getting murdered every week right the stella artois is out every damn week right we're getting <laughs> battered by crystal palace away we're getting we're parking the bus against brighton yeah we're our center backs are having calamity after calamity davidson sanchez's head is on the floor his legs are in the air like when the, at what point do we just say listen it's not happening it's not happening i know covid hit us hard but Honestly, I, I'm willing to take a massive, massive risk on a new owner who could do amazing, who could, you know, spend like you know the Abramoviches and the Sheikh Mansours, or he could do what he did with the Venki, um, the Venkis did um, at Blackburn. He could, you know, get them down the leagues. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I'm willing to take that risk because I'm bored. I'm bored. I, I, I have nothing to lose really. I, what mid table? Being finishing seventh, eighth, ninth—is that what I've got to lose? If that's what I've got to lose, then go for it. Go all guns blazing. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm just going through some of the comments. I'm laughing. Some of them is hilarious. 
Nah, Jack Jack's like he is vexed. Um, I remember the days Tobes were standing up for yes, I remember them too. And those days I would kill for those days when I still thought these men were good enough to do a job at Spurs. But the dust has settled. Enough is enough. I'm done, man. How many like Jack said, how many times can you keep defending someone? Like, only as I think as far as more than most, we defend the, the indefensible. As I said, I'm guilty, guilty of it many times. A lot of these players, they don't deserve the def- they don't deserve the defense that we give them. I really don't think they do. I think we just need to be we just need to be less sentimental, and I think our club needs to see that as well. It don't operate like this at at, at, um, at other clubs who are aspiring to to win, aspiring to be big. But with us, it does. But anyway, lads, we're 40, 43 minutes in. I think we've spoken enough about Levy. We've spoken enough about Paratici. Spoken enough about potentially our new Portuguese manager, potentially, in Fonseca. Let's speak about a player who may potentially come through the doors. Marcus Turam. I don't know about you lot, but honestly, I, I had just finished a workout and I thought I was seeing seeing like a uh, like a a fraud Twitter account or just some fake news because I was just thinking what the fuck is this where's this come from so I'm gonna come to you on this Owen um Marcus Turan give me your initial thoughts my initial thoughts is he's he's a good talent he's a good inside forward slash second striker would actually fit in Fonseca's system and I think he's a good talent but it's not a priority position for us at the end of the day I like I, I don't even know how much it would cost, but it would be a sizable amount, right? Like if we're spending something like twenty five, thirty million on an attacker when we should really we, we have to be focusing on centre backs right now. First and foremost, if it's a bit so or the pie comes up fair enough, but they're they're super cheap. But going for, for an attacker when that's that's really not our weakness. I mean our front three scored more than anyone else in the league, so to add to that, with no attackers currently due to the part, seems a bit weird because we've got a top-heavy squad as it is. We need defenders. Um, again, he's a good talent, but it's not a priority position. This yeah. is... Go on, go on, Jack. No, I agree. I mean, it just feels like we're we're hoarders. We're, we're, we're bargain bin hunting, basically. And... We did that with Bergwijn. We didn't need Bergwijn per se in January, but because at 27, was it 27 million? 27 million euros? I think it was just over 20 mil. 24 million pounds. Yeah, something like that. Like that on paper seemed like a good deal, but obviously it wasn't because he's absolutely terrible. But um, (laughs) like, again, not a priority. We needed a a DM at that time way more. That was way more of a priority. We needed a centre-back way more than that. We needed a right-back way more than that. We needed needed a 10. Ericsson had just left. And we signed Bergwijn. Nothing nothing just made sense about that signing. And I backed the signing at the time, but let's not make it about Bergwijn. Um, But again, this this Turam signing, yeah, it it just screams like Kane's going and we just have to have a front three. (laughs) That's what it seems like to me, to be honest with you. Um, or it's just a typical thing of just signing on players unnecessarily um, on a bargain. Yeah, um, and yeah, 
yeah. I think it goes back to trying to appease our fans when it comes to going back to our attacking DNA. Um, which for me, I, I really hope they they're not they're not doing that at all. I, I hate I hate the even I hate the notion that we're even trying to to do that because it gives me PTSD going back to those days finishing even below mid table in high scoring losing games. We we just don't need attackers. My thing is this with him though, because like you like you lot have alluded to, he is a good talent, steady numbers, young, improving. He's probably going won't really get many minutes at the Euros, I imagine, but at least he's in the France squad anyway. So he is noticeable. Do you get what I'm saying? But what what problem does he solve? What problem does he solve? And you know what you know what what, what jars me as well, yeah. Um we obviously, quite obviously, need a starting right winger, not a not a bench right winger, mm. a starting right winger. But we're in for we're in for a left winger who would, I think it reported for you around crazy something like fifteen million. Like it's 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 so low that if he comes in, you're not really mad at him coming in. But at the same time, you just have to ask where are the priorities of this club because it, it's it. it, it are you trying to just go for cheap and cheerful or are you actually trying to improve this team? Because if you're trying to improve this team, Turam shouldn't even be in your mind. It shouldn't even be in your mind. Because let's be honest, lads, of all the discussions we've had on what Spurs need, not once have I heard any single person mention Marcus Turam to me. Not once. And that's not to say that he's a bad player, but it's to say that he's not a player that we see as a solution to the problems we have. And don't, aren't you not tired as well of buying players and fitting them into, into roles that they're not good at? Marcus Turam, I've heard he can play across the front free. I've watched him a couple of times as well. I've never seen him play on the right, even though I know he's played on the right. I've never seen him play on the right. I've only seen him play on the left or play at times up top with, with, with play. And yet... We need a right winger. If we sign him, the immediate answer is, oh, okay, cool. Let's play him right wing. Same way with, with um, who, Le Celso. Oh, he's not a number 10, but we bought him to, to try and replace a number 10. And Shot Curry, he's not doing a job in number 10. Sessignon, we're trying to turn him into, into, into a left wing back, but we bought him, didn't really give him enough minutes. Now trying to turn him into a left back, but we're playing him left wing, etc., etc. Why do we love buying misfits and trying to fit fit them into 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 areas that they're not the strongest at? I don't understand. Can someone enlighten me on this? Only explanation is Daniel Levy is a hoarder. He just wants to buy. I, I guarantee you, Daniel Levy has a bedroom full of lamps, antique drawers, cupboards, <laughs> and all that, that things that he doesn't need. I guarantee, because it's translating onto the pitch. It's definitely translating into our squad. And I've, I've screamed for this for a few seasons now. We thin out the, If you have to thin out the squad, thin it out for a better 11. Just do it. And we, we're doing neither. We're, we're, making, we're having a big squad full of mediocre players or average players. What's that going to... Like he said, what's that solving? <laughs> you're covering, you know, your cover is just as bad as your starting players. What what are we doing as a club? What I mean, what is this club doing? So not we. I don't associate myself with this club. But what is this club <laughs> doing? Bits, bro. Yeah, your club's doing bits. 
Oh, and I'm coming to you on this as well because obviously he would play his strongest. Let's just let's just go with what we've seen. His strongest position and most number of appearances come on the left. So left inside forward, yeah, which is we all know Son's position. Which means if he comes in, he's not really going to be a regular in his favorite position. <clears throat> he's either going to have to be play on the right or right bench. So again. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked, Jack. So- I'm trying to, I'll try and get into their line of thinking or their frame of reference because looking at uh, how Fonseca plays, he doesn't necessarily play with wingers. They'll, they'll be kind of, um, there'll be plan of players occupying like the number 10 positions, either side of the striker, playing in the half spaces, making uh, inverted over uh, underlap runs in between the fullbacks and the centre backs. So, he may be able to be a fit in the inside channel or they may even be trying to fit Sun out onto the right, which Sun has actually played there to good effect a few times, but maybe more in his early years at Spurs, not recently. Um, but yeah, I don't agree with it. And I would only, again, really entertain that plan if we then have still have a plan to sell at least three attackers, at least three attackers, because again, like... yeah. Levy wants Clinton and Jaita. So I think he's a better signing than Clinton, to be fair. But yeah, if we're going to be signing Marcus Teram, I want Lucas Moura out the door. I want Lamella out the door. And I want, uh, you could say Delhi on loan at least, but that might be being a bit nice. If he's out the door to get a bit of money, fine. I wouldn't hate that. Um, because yeah, it's it's a bit of it's just such a top heavy squad and like it, again, like you were saying, uh Tobes, it, it just doesn't make sense. But I so, think that's that's what they're thinking is currently, and I hope if they are gonna be signing an attacker like that, there's at least there's a plan to get rid of at least three or four. Hundred percent, because it doesn't make sense to me. You've got Bergwijn there who I don't believe the club's gonna sell, and there's and you, you know, and me, we've panned him in the chat because he's been shit. But I said it midweek. I'm selling, I'm selling Lamora over him because I've just had enough of those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't care how decent a season Lucas Mora had. You're 28 years old, 29 years old, whatever, whatever, whatever bit of form he had. Sell him while his stock is high. Sell Lamella. Sell Dele. Sell the players who have been here for long, long periods of time and give. Give us some space to maneuver and actually buy players that are actually good. Sabitza, like you said earlier on, Owen, is available for 15 million and the club's moving dormant. We need two centre backs, but the only names I've seen this summer consistently is Anderson, who's a good centre back, but he's not an elite centre back. He's not going to come to Spurs and completely change us. Anderson needs to come in with a centre back, in my opinion, who's better. We need two mm-hmm. centre backs. Correct. So we need we need a central midfielder, whether it's a creative one or or uh, or just a just a box to box type midfielder to replace the soccer. And we need a right back. Like for me, we need if I if I had to go off what we need, I feel like we need around six or seven players, maybe even seven or eight players. But I will happily take, like you said, Owen, I'll happily take three or four good signings on the basis that you're getting rid of around. 10 players, including the loanees. 10 players, I think, including the loanees and the players that we've released, etc., etc. That should be the aim. 
Danny Rose and Gazaniga have left on free transfers. Vinicius, Gareth Bale, both gone back to their respective clubs on loan. That's four players out the door already. I think Cameron Carter-Vickers, I think his contract expires this year, right? Doesn't it? I can't even remember. Well, this guy is... How we haven't got a fee for him, it's insane. But, yeah, I can't even remember. But even still, I can list minimum six or seven players that need to be sold. I can list more than that. I can list 15. So get it done. <laughs> I can, I've listed 15. Jack, is it, are, you, are you secretly sending yourself... Sending yourself... I'm buying, like, bruv. I'm buying. No, no, no. Look, look at it. Spurs on foot. That's your YouTube account. Oh, listen, yeah. I'm buying, send, man. Send I'm... messages to yourself about how handsome yeah. you are. No, no. <laughs> listen, uh, I have no association with Spurs. I'm a buying fan. You get me? Listen, I grew but... up on Giovanni Elba. Yeah? Torsten Fring. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. lads, anyway, yeah, let's, let, let, let's, let's get back to the matter at hand. So, like we said, the priority should be sell, 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 sell. It really should be sell. I think that's the name of the episode, sell. How many times have we spoken about selling? <laughs> I think we've had a previous episode saying sell. I think the next, this episode just needs to be called sell, sell, sell. That's what we need. I agree, I agree, because that's where fans need to be directing their energy at this point. That's what we need. The board are listening, we're... so let's let's project it. I'll, I'll be happy with an auction, like. Honestly, I think that will work quite well, to be honest. <laughs> Football manager style, just offering to clubs for... Exactly, exactly. We can dream, though. We can dream. Yeah. All right, lads. Lads, uh, Euro starts tomorrow, so at least we won't have to speak about... Well, we, we will have to speak about Spurs every week, but at least we can speak about Euro-specific stuff as opposed to all this dross. In fact, we'll probably speak on the dross. You know how it goes, but... Honestly, it's been it's been a really good episode. It's been the usual therapeutic session that we wanted, and we know the theme. Sell, sell, sell. Say it with me, Jack. Say it with me, Owen. Sell, 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 sell. Giovanni, sell, sell. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, can I say one more thing? One, fi- like one more thing. Spurs fans, unfollow the Spurs official Twitter account. Stop going to games. Stop spending money on the club. Stop investing. Uh, don't invest a single penny into Enoch's pockets. And Man United fans and Man United yourselves, Harry Winks, top, top baller. Top, top baller. I'll be gutted if he leaves, honestly. <laughs> Man United fans. That's like, a Spurs on field exclusive, that is. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New Spurs order in full effect. Thank you all for listening, for watching. If you're watching, make sure you smash a like. Make sure you leave some comments in the video. If you're listening, make sure you uh, give us your thoughts by hitting us up on our Twitter, uh, on our Instagram as well. Um, Until then, we'll be back next week. Peace out, people, and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.